Welcome back to Building a Fighter. My name is Dr. Austin Shane, sports chiropractor in Scottsdale, Arizona. With me, as always, badass strength coach in Denver, Colorado, Alex Friedman. How you doing, Alex? I'm doing great on this fine Tuesday evening. Heck yes. So today we're going to do our Building a Fighter year in review. So kind of give you guys a little bit of insight into what we did, both me and Alex, as well as Building a Fighter as a company, and kind of re-up what we're doing and what we plan to accomplish in 2022, moving into next year. So Alex, how was the year? What'd you do? Do cool stuff? Did a lot of stuff. There was actually a lot of transitioning um, this year for myself personally and professionally. Um Mainly, I guess. So one of the biggest things that I, I've been super happy with and I'm very proud of is my transition to Landau performance. Um, I felt like that got me way back into the MMA game. And then I was walking the walk as well as talking the talk again, because uh, prior to that, I spent a year training mostly high school football athletes. And there's nothing wrong with that. I enjoy that, but that's not my passion. So the transition to Landau has been really, really good to get back into the fight game, fully committed to Factory X there. Um, been to almost all their sessions, started uh, training pretty hard. Jiu-Jitsu myself, um, 2022, here comes kickboxing. Let's go. Um, but that was probably the biggest professional transition that I made. And again, I feel like that's paying multiple dividends just from a getting back into the fight game type thing. And I was kind of quantifying it recently. Uh, for a recent application I put in, but I've probably been through 60 to 70 fight camps in the six months that I've been there, which is crazy. That's yeah, Yeah. that's a huge number. And I mean, factory X is a big team, so it's rightfully so, but it's a, it's been a really good growth um, move as well as back into my passion type of move, because I'm with coaches that are trying to grow at the same time, all trying to accomplish the same uh, goal of MMA sports performance and moving forward from there. What was your favorite part of it all? I, I mean, it's going to sound cheesy and cheap, but like getting to know the people, you know, like yeah. that's something I, I've struggled with in my past is, is Austin knows I'm a huge <laughs> introvert, you know, I'm a homebody. I like to be at home, nerd out on my anime stuff and not really socialize too much, but I really turned a corner. I think with, with factory X and kind of adopting that as like my team, um, there's probably not a team that I've been closer with um, as a coach. So it's been really cool to get to know all of the athletes of Factory X, get to know the coaches, kind of hear their backstories and how they've got where they're at. Um, get every to know every coach at Landau has been pretty awesome. Uh, knowing their background, seeing how they do things, you know, comparing notes, talking shop here, talking shop there, talking about MMA sports performance, as well as just interpersonal, you know, life and, and business growth has been huge. So I feel like I've learned a lot of lessons, not necessarily through the experiences that I've had, but through the connections and conversations that I've been able to have this year. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. So I've been, like I said, I've been really happy with that move. Um, professionally, I've been really happy with the podcast recently. I've been really enjoying our episodes, um, both getting on here and just talking it out, the guests we've had. Like I said, I think Ken Stone was probably one of our best guests and that was a a great journey just to be on. Um, But being more consistent with Building a Fighter has been very cool um, to continue the content creation, continue the services, continue the podcast. And this is something that I never really thought I would do as I was talking to Austin about. I'm an introvert. I don't talk so often. So um, getting on a, a podcast or a medium where talking is the the only thing yeah. didn't see him in my alley, but it, uh, it started off as an awesome hour just to hang out and talk shop what we love with my best friend. 
And then I think now we've kind of grown into an, an established podcast. I think we're on episode like 85 or something. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah. we're close to that be, century mark. I think this will be episode 85. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of hours of us talking. <laughs> I know. And you all listen, suckers. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I think that's kind of like a professional year interview for, for myself. Um, very non-specific dominate, but very moral kind of orientated, but awesome. What about you? Give us your, your short and sweet year interview. I say short and sweet because Austin's never either of those two things. It's accurate. It's because I'm very tall and very tall. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, no, it was a good year. Um, it was a year, like you said, it was a year of growth. I learned a lot this year through all of the different, um, business as well as personal things. I got married this year. <laughs> that's pretty yeah, cool. Um, so I'm a husband now. That's that's weird to say still. But as far as professionally, it was one of those years where not everything went to plan. Not, not all. We didn't win all the fights, right? Um, but it was a year through a lot of growth, I think. It was a lot of, not necessarily mistakes, but a lot of things I can tune up in the future. And I've learned a lot from this year as far as professionally, how to run a fight camp, how to be the guy that handles workload, I guess, how to be in charge of the performance side of a camp. And that was something that it was new to me in 2020. And then 2021, I had, I had a shitload of camps. So I was just running through it. And nice. it, it was one of those things that it was cool to be validated with some of the things that I knew and I thought I knew and those things went well, but then also to pick up some different tips from some different professionals in the area, as well as uh, some different people just online that I've talked through, through Instagram. And I'm like, Hey, what do you think about this? They give me their idea and it works really, really well. So I would say the number one theme is growth. Um, Financially, the business did a lot better. It was great. Year two was great. Um, and then it's, I've also expanded into seeing some gen pop people. I ne- something I never thought I was going to do something. Right. I, I always thought I hated. And then everybody I've worked with so far has just been awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Whether they're an athlete or not, everybody, I always thought the biggest thing was going to be compliance, but if people, I guess they're coming to see me, they want to be compliant with their exercise. I don't have to nag them about it. So it's cool because I get to see what I thought I was only going to see with athletics where they had a financial goal at the end. That's why they wanted to perform. I see that with people with their health as well, which it was a cool paradigm to see like the similarities between the two. Nice, man. Nice. And so what was the, the, um, I guess you covered the biggest change and the biggest kind of moral, but what was the most exciting moment? um, for you professionally in 2021? Ooh, um, I'm going to be honest. It's probably got to be Kamuela Kirk's first UFC victory. All right. Just because I, I was, I wasn't there. I was watching from the couch. He was fighting a bigger name with Malquan Americani. His Malquan's last fight was at Edson Barbosa and Gabe goes in there and this is his (laughs) debut fight. Um, and he goes in there and just absolutely lights up the place. Great interview after as well. And just looked really, really good in his performance. And I've, I've been with Gabe for this is this next one coming up is going to be our fifth fight camp. And to see him go out there and something I've, I've only known him for two years, but something I can, I know he's been dreaming about since he was a little kid and he went out there and just fucking exceeded expectations. Yeah, man. It was cool. Yeah. The uh, the fights they never get easy, right? I, I was watching some of them last weekend, and it was man, it was just you're like always tense. You're always yep. in your fighter's corner. You're always like, what's the judge think? Is what's this? What's that? And it never de stresses. And that's one of the bigger um, 
changes in my 2021 is I've been to, I think four now fight cards um, where we had multiple guys fighting on each. And I was there live helping the guys warm up, helping the guys kind of figure out the logistics of their warm up and timing and schedule and everything. So that was a really um, exciting experience for me as far as being in the back, being part of the crew, um, being able to watch some of my fighters live, which I feel like adds a layer of stress. Like, I don't know how dude, a hundred percent. Oh my God, dude. I, um, actually recently, excuse me. Um, recently the LFA put out their, uh, end of the year nominees for uh, like performance of the year, knockout of the year, fight of the year. Um, and I was live for one of them. The, it was Jacoby Jones. Oh man. And I even forget his opponent's name, but doesn't matter. Yeah, that's right. He won, so it really doesn't matter. Um, but I was watching there live. It was in between warm-ups. We had a guy go before him and then a guy go like two fights after him. So I was out in the stand or I was actually standing on the floor watching and it was a banger of fight, crazy back and forth um, type of rounds. He really had to dig deep in the third round to pull it out and then it come to a split decision uh, at the end, of course. And so as soon as the announcer goes, Jacoby, I like jump like 40 feet in the air is probably my best PR on the vertical, but I was freaking out, man. That was a huge moment um, that I just loved and it got to enjoy in 2021. So that was a really oh, cool yeah. addition to my uh, coaching repertoire. Cause I've been to, you know, football games, wrestling meets, uh, things like this. I've even been to fights before, but never as like somebody personally invested in, right. in never, warming up. Never as somebody with that fighter. Never as right. somebody as a part of the team. Yeah. So that was a, a phenomenal experience. And again, that was one of the highlights of my uh, coaching year. Well, that's super cool too, because that just speaks to the the team of Factory X that yeah. you're you're not you're you're a strength coach through Landau that works with the team. And you train there as well. Like you're obviously a separate case, but that they make everybody feel so good about being a part of the team and being associated with it. Cause I'm sure there was a bunch of factory X people in the crowd, right? Yeah. Amen. Yep. Like that's how, that's how down here, like some of the people at the lab, uh, the lab MMA labs, a big gym down here. And if I go to like a local card, it seems like everybody is so excited to be a part of the lab that they mm-hmm. all go support everybody. So that's, that's something I see about like in, in good teams. So it's cool to yeah. see. It's cool yeah. to be like that as a part of a team. You roll deep for sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, factory X has been a phenomenal kind of addition to my, my gym families. You know, I have a, my home family, always the gym that I'm coaching at Landau family. And then factory X has become a, another family or another third place to be at. So that's been a, a really good addition to my year. Um, but as far as building a fighter, us and what, what is building a fighter as our business? What has that accomplished in, in 2021? What do you, what would you give us um, kind of the review of the events and then give us where, uh, where you think where we stand right now? Well, so we officially became a business. We are a licensed LLC in the state of Arizona. Um, and so that was cool. That's, <laughs> yeah. we, we are officially, stone. Yeah, we're yeah, officially business partners. Um, so, but from there we have taken on good amount of clients. I've yeah. taken on a whole team as well. So we're yeah, working man. with Eastern Oregon university as their, as their strength conditioning programming staff. Um, I guess independent contractors, but neither here nor there. Um, let's see what else we started working on our courses. Our courses are both at the end stage of our rough drafts, um, for yeah. the healthcare side and the um, and the strength conditioning side. And then we are starting to talk about the next stages of getting some people in for the other two facets of the course. Um, 
My social media has been popping. I learned how to yeah. use real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The reels take off, man. I, uh, it was even independent of building fire. Like that's something I've, I've found that there's like short videos are crazy. They like blow up. I went on YouTube and I put a, it was like a 10 minute exercise demonstration, right? Like, or 10 second, excuse me, 10 second exercise demonstration. And I put a million of those up or whatever, you know, they get yeah, two or three yeah. views, the people that click on them through true coach or whatever. It uploaded it as like a YouTube short or whatever their new <laughs> thing is. Yeah. Their um, TikTok because equivalent. Was, because it was seven seconds or whatever. And I checked back the next day and it's like 1500 views. And I'm like, what? Like <laughs> I've never had over a hundred views on everything. Like, holy I shit, gotta, I'm popular. I was going to say a thousand. If I, what, what is going on, man? Um, and I think it's all just to that format. So yeah. that was, that was interesting, but Instagram reels have been popping. The, uh, I feel like we've done a good job on the building a fighter Instagram page. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, a goal of mine for next year is to, for us to post a little bit more frequently. Yeah. I feel like we go in, in like ups and downs and ups and downs, but yeah. if we get more consistent, I'm excited because we got great content. Now we just got to have people see it. And I, I agree with you, but I, I still think we post at least twice a week, like on a down week, it's twice a week. And I feel like that's still, Oh dude, uh, people that blow up on Instagram, they're posting every day. I understand seven days a week, 365 days a year. We have a four day a week schedule on Instagram going, but man, I just, yeah, I feel like two content posts, you know, we always have the Instagram pro or the podcast promo on Instagram. Um, but yeah, that's a good quality source of of material. Um, we try and package it memes. We got to try and package a meme page. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we got to present quality as well. I was control. Or I was scrolling through a certified personal truths. Fantastic follow on Instagram. If you yeah. don't, some people uh, get really creative with their. I mean, like strength coach with board is pretty funny for strength coaches, even though I hate on the page sometimes. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a lot of good content. So I feel like yeah, we can we can fit in some meme days, some meme yeah. posts. Yeah. Now that just may, means we got to be more creative. So put your well, you, you did upgrade to the Canva Pro account, so. I've had no, I've had I've had Canberra Pro for a year. I just well, forgot for to add you to yeah, it. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. This guy. I just looked and this I guy let me struggle in the peasant life. I thought I added you to a team, but I added my photographer to the team instead on accident. Uh, I hate me too. That's I get it, man. Oh God. But um. But yeah. I mean, we'll post on there more frequently. Get more words out there, but hopefully that's a kind of a funnel to the website, to the podcast, to, you know, all the other like legitimate services that we offer as far as the programs that we built out. I think we built our website and we built all our programs within the year. That was, Mm -hmm. uh, that was a big stepping stone. We have an official website. It got hacked and crashed once and we got it back. Yeah. That that was uh... the day before my wedding. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) So, and me being my best, his best friend, my technical uh, self I text us. Hey, uh, the website's down. Dot dot dot. What, <laughs> what are we gonna do about that? <laughs> my like, God, damn it! I had to fix um, that all. It was actually my dad that let me know. He texted me. He's like, "Hey, I, are you guys taking the website? Are you guys reconstructing it? What's going on?" I was like, "I don't know. Let me look at it." <laughs> yeah, that was rough. That was very yeah. stressful. But we got it up and running. It's back up and yeah. running. Yeah. Um, we put yeah. all our programs on it. Seven as far programs. As, I think, yeah, to wellness in camp, out of camp phases, team programming, individual based programming. There's a lumbar a spine course. Yeah. Low back course health that I personally went through. Um, 
and it, I felt good while I was doing it, then I quit doing yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. That's how you always like to hear Austin, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, that whole compliance thing I was just <laughs> talking about. Um <laughs> uh, the work life balance has been getting the best of me recently. So yeah. Well, you are you're working a bunch, but guess what? Means to an end. Money's cool. <laughs> money. Money seems cool. Whoever said money doesn't buy happiness didn't have a lot of money. I've seen uh, uh, speaking of Instagram reels, I've seen an Instagram reel going around. I don't know. I can't remember who it is, but some rich businessman. And he's like, you say money doesn't buy happiness. Well, money buys you every single resource to have happiness. (laughs) He's like, you want to save the rainforest? Try doing that without money. Get some money first and then you can do it. You know, you want to fix the global warming? Good luck doing that without money, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Uh, Sorry, a little bit of a rant. No, I mean, it's true. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to pay the bills. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, but yeah, other than that, what what do you want to see moving forward, Alex? What, as far as building a fighter, what are some some goals that we're looking for moving forward? Well, I think one thing we've had on the back burner is our, our course, our building a fighter phase one, where um, that's just like your general education into combat sports, uh, the language that we speak, the um, strength and conditioning fundamentals, the healthcare fundamentals, um, nutrition, um, and then skill coaching. That's all wrapped in our phase one. Uh, we've put that a little bit on the back burner just so we could develop everything else that we have in 2021. Um, so I think 2022 is going to hold the end of that course or the finishing of that course. Yeah. Um, and I mean, set a real ambitious goal to get it done in a year, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but no, I, I really want to see that come to fruition and and see what we can add to the like MMA landscape. Like that's honestly the mission of building fighters to um, forge a new foundation in combat sports, healthcare, and uh, performance. So that's literally what we want to do. We want to raise the the ground level. We want to impact how performance coaches, practitioners, um, athletes experience MMA. And make that to a, a genuine higher level because it is a legitimate professional sport. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I think you were saying even on last week's podcast, Austin is like the fifth most popular professional yep. sport. Yeah. So um, I want to see how building a fighter and how our experiences are um, kind of niche. I, I would dare to say we're the first people to come at uh, MMA and from a support service standpoint and make that our exclusive goal. Right. Maybe not the first, but among the first wave. So I want to see how building fighter can impact that. Um, and if we can get our name out there with like a fight camp conditioning or with like a, you know, a Phil Derue or whatever, those more well-known names, mm-hmm. I want to come to that stage and, and let's take it over. Right. I want to be the fight dietitian of what we do. True. True. Cause that dude's got a business model for days. Right. <laughs> So I want to see that come to fruition. I want to see um, some more of our online stuff, you know, come mm-hmm. off and whether that's us pushing it a little more or it's just letting the people know what's there. I feel like the whole saying like, you know, uh, what is it? Build it and they will come, right? We've been so much focused on building it, right? That's been, you know, since our inception a little over a year ago. Um, and there's still a lot of that that needs to go on, but I'm ready to see the part where, the people come, you know? Yeah, no. And that's, that's actually like my, my step forward. My goal for 2022 is one of mm-hmm. them is for us is, is increasing our marketing efforts. Yeah. I think, like you said, we we've been so good at having good content. We haven't posted shit content. We're not trying to get likes. We're not scrolling for likes. Like um, the memes or, you want us to post now? <laughs> no, but the memes will have purpose. <laughs> memes are a new form of comedy. 
but um, but increasing our marketing efforts, I I don't think is going to be bad in any way, shape, or form. I think it's going to bring more eyes to the good content that we have. And I think a goal that I'd like is we're at 200 Instagram followers right now, 280 or something like that. I think legitimately with this, the athletes we work with and the content we have, there's no reason why we can't hit 2000 by 2023. Oh yeah. So, and I would like to make a concerted effort to try to pump up our social media because like you said, we got, we got the dope shit. We got the courses going. We got all that. We got the ambition. We're, we're able to change combat sports support roles, mm-hmm. but if we don't have the eyes on the product, there is really no product. If nobody knows how, what's going on. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, man, I think, uh, building fire and honestly, Austin and I are about to have our legitimate annual review and annual meeting. Uh, yeah, this probably next- would have been good to do after that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of like the spitballing version of it. It's a, it's a good moral year in review versus like a technical one. Like that yeah. meeting will be, you know, yeah. so people don't need to hear the, the pittance of numbers that we have to go through. So big words um, already. We're starting the meeting. <laughs> no they're not they're not um yeah man but i feel like building fighter has uh grown up a little bit in in 2021 but i still feel like we're in that adolescent stage where we're like not quite a full-grown business that has the establishment that it does like that being said we have you know we program for a a complete college wrestling team through their in-season and out-of-season strength and conditioning um we've been through if i think of minus Warrior Sports Wellness, minus uh, Landau Performance, Alex Friedman. Building Fighter has done, what, five uh, fight camps? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a start, right? That's even, we're doing them all remote because if if we're doing them in person, we're doing through our other venues. But as far as remote, Building a Fighter fight camps we've done, um, that number can go nothing but up because I know there's a lot of fighters out there that, you know, are just piecing together their trainers with or their uh, training camps with whatever right. resources are around them, whatever which is, fits. Yeah, it's not not a fault of their own, but a lack of resources. Right? We have the yeah. demand in the market now. We got to get the supply out there. So I feel like that's a good number we can bolster is how many fight camps that we um, support and go through. Yeah, it's a good but, metric for sure. So, but Another, off to a good off to yeah. a good place. Another goal of mine, what would be cool, would be to have a uh like a like a christina or like a dietitian partially on staff i think that'd be cool yeah and i think uh yeah because then we could offer a total project like a total um fight camp fight camp that there's really nobody that can do that right now or is doing that right now yeah um no i think that's a great direction to go and i mean that's always been one of the pillars of our business that we've wanted to support is through nutrition and skill training as well so bringing on those type of people is going to be uh definitely a step moving forward so that's exciting. Um, but speaking of new ideas and new directions too, if you guys are listening and you're queuing into something that we do really well that we're unaware of, or that you want to hear from us, like comment, message us everything. Like we get messages here and there on Instagram, but nowhere near the feedback that we, that we want. Um, otherwise we're just talking aimlessly to you and hopefully you like what we say. (laughs) Oh yeah. Hopefully something sticks. And like, I will say I've got the message, like that was good podcast. So we get the share of this and that. And so that's cool to know that people are listening, but like the real gold is in the feedback and the um, like intelligence that we get back from it. That's the the cool stuff. And Spotify has got rankings now. I'm going to fil- filter that in real quick. Next, so let's go. please, if you do listen on Spotify, I know a lot of you guys do rate that on Spotify and 
pump that up as much as we can, because uh, again, that just gets our podcast in front of more eyes and more ears. Right, so that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, man. So yeah. I don't know. I think that's about the metrics that we can go through from building a fighter, but let's uh, bring it back kind of to us personally, or just a little more, uh, yeah, different type of questioning. So what I want to know, Austin, is what is the best book that you read this year? Ooh, I didn't physically read any books, but I listened right, to... What's the best book that you listened to? Yeah, hold on. I'm going to scroll I through my Audible. Don't know if that really counts, but we'll allow it. I fall asleep when I read. That's a problem. Uh, does it have to be nonfiction? <clears throat> don't have to be anything, bro. It just has to be your favorite yeah. book. But the best book I've listened to is Ready Player Two. Okay. That was fantastic. Um, but if we're talking like coaching... Ooh, but Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey was really good too. I'm sticking to Ready Player Two. Um, I'm, if, I'm not a big fan of those like motivational celebrity books. But dude, Green so. Lights was really good. And I've heard that Will Smith's is really good too. But yeah, um, but I also uh, honorable mention for Homo Deuces is Yuval Harari's new book. Uh, I guess I don't know if it's new, but new to me that I listened to. Yeah. It was a fantastic, uh, I guess, venture forward from his Sapiens book. Yeah, cool man. How about um, you? What you got? What you reading? I was going to say, I was either waiting to ask you the next question or you to reciprocate. Sorry, I was taking a drink. And then there was an awkward pause. Yep. Um, professional development wise, honestly, the book that I read that made the biggest impact, it was early on in the year. Um, and it's not changed a lot about how I view things, but it's validated some things and uh, helped me see through a different lens was Anatomy Trains. Um, yeah. I've been aware of it, but I've never like actually read the uh, material. So this year I got around to reading that uh, textbook and opening it up on another lens to see movement through. I have always believed in kind of a movement uh, as a more fluid and dynamic event than our like biomechanics textbooks and our kinesiology degrees want us to, to view movement through. But that helped me to understand the body as more of a whole and less of the isolated reduced parts that is the dominating thought in the field. Um, so that was a really cool professional book. Um, oh man, I'm going to forget the name of it, but the, f- the fiction books that I've read, I actually are called the flight of the condor, I believe. Um, and it's a Japanese kind of adventure fantasy book. Um, what hooked me on it the first time I read the back of the book is said, this is the, um, Eastern world's equivalent of Lord of the Rings. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, so it was, it's a really cool kind of like ninja samurai type book. Um, so I got hooked on those. I read, I think, one and a half so far, uh, the Condor series. Oh, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. If I could find the exact. Each one has its own uh, title, obviously, but I can't remember the exact title. Uh, actually, it's called The Hero Born. The Hero Born. A Hero Born, yeah. So And really, it's really kind really of... Really close to The Flight of the Condor. No, that's the series. It's like The Flight of the Condor oh. series. First <laughs> one you is meant... A Hero Born. <laughs> I thought you meant that, oh no, it was this name. <laughs> no, I wasn't quite that off. A Hero Born Legend of the Condor mm. by Jin Young. Right here. So, oh, nice. There we... I got a post. I showed it to the uh, camera, but nobody watches. <laughs> we gotta we gotta expand into saw. youtube next year dude i've been thinking about that we gotta figure that out can i mean we record the audio on zoom i assume you can record the no we can but it would have to be a uh uh we just have to up bump up our castos because we'd have to auto push it it's a whole thing we don't have to get into it into on the podcast it's a whole awesome thing i yeah. don't fuck with yeah. that um, I, was, I was sounding like young jamie there for a second <laughs> getting, <laughs> getting the whole thing like ah oh, no like let's just keep going yeah hey, amen 
Um, so that those are kind of my two books that I would highlight from the year. Um, what's the number one professional skill you learned this year? Um, when to shut up. Yeah. Yeah. When to lead from the back and not the front. When, when to be able to just listen and know that that's the right thing to do. Bunch of emotional intelligence going on there. Yeah. No, I just like, cause I, cause I do the skill coach thing as well. And we have, I've been, I don't know, I think I went to four or five fights this year, something like that. Not a whole bunch, but traveled to all of them. And when you're, when you're not supposed to be talking, don't talk, just listen. And that's, I learned that. And then I kind of just, the first time I learned that at a fight, I'm like, Hey, I'm not the main coach here. I only have to say the wrestling thing and I get to stop. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of expanded upon that all the way through everything else I did. It was just like a lesson. I don't know why it, why it flipped when it did, but that one switch, I'm like, Oh, it's just, Hey, shut up more. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a profound um, thing in coaching because as coaches, like you know, so much, or you, you think, you know, so much you want to convey every single ounce of technical detail or uh, motivation that you can, but no one wants to just let athletes be athletes or let other coaches run the show is uh is huge well and also in like healthcare right like sometimes people just need to be heard sometimes people don't feel like they're heard and when when they don't feel like they're heard it actually increases the inflammatory cascade and causes more pain like it's like it's psychosomatic so it's sometimes people just need to get shit off their chest and you just need to shut the fuck up and let them talk and if you need to give them a hug after you give them a hug after (laughs) yeah i've had i've had that where like somebody will come up to me with X symptom of pain here, pain there. When I do this, when I do that. And like, I immediately just say like, well, it's probably this, let's go change. And then they're just kind of like, okay, man. Well, yeah. Or it's almost like they wanted me to really uh, hear where they're coming from and why they're performing the way they're performing or why everything's happening rather than really like truly fix the problem. Exactly. Right? Start to fix the problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, but ironically enough, I think one of the biggest professional kind of tips and changes I made this year was talking more, you know, as I kind of alluded to, um, last or with my personal year interview, it's like communicating, building up like quality relationships with athletes and coaches, um, was something that I knew was important or something that I like said I did, or always wanted to do this year. I feel like I've really stepped up my game as far as communicating my vision, communicating my personality and my, uh, my mission to the person in front of me and then reciprocating and relating back on a, on a realer wavelength versus like a, this is my job wavelength but on a, like a right i'm interested and genuinely invested in you as a person uh, standpoint so well it's cool because that aligns with what your favorite part of the year was you you talked more you were able to be yourself more you're able to like expand your character more and mm-hmm. you you your favorite part of the year was making connections with people <laughs> yeah right so yeah i mean but uh maybe you should just talk more it's, it sounds like my you best, li- sounds like you like it, it. I'm doing my best to get out of my social bubble. And I know you've been working on that for what, eight years now? Yeah, something like that. But um, but no, man, that's that's been really cool. Um, what was the your least favorite or the part you disliked the most about the year? All the losses. I don't care. Not not all of them suck. Yeah. Every single one, I feel like even though I'm not out there fighting, I, I just feel so bad because the person out there is my friend and there's nothing yeah. you can do. It's just going to suck. True. And, and I asked our boxing coach, Alan about it. I'm like, Hey, does this ever get better? Like this, like, is like, I felt like I got, I felt like I was hung over after yeah. the first loss of the year. And it was my first loss ever. And I'm like, I just asked Alan that the next day, I'm like, dude, does this ever feel better? And he's like, if it feels better then you should be, you should get the fuck out of coaching. 
because yeah, every single one hurts. Yeah. So by yeah. far the losses outside of that, I'm sick of fucking traveling like <laughs> yeah. out, outside of for, for if I have to travel for a fight, like for work, I'm just, I need to just stay at my house. I pay rent for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, what about, what about you? Yeah, man, it's going to be hard struggle uh, or a hard answer. Um, you just have such a good life. <laughs> I don't know. I try and stay grateful for everything. I know. I'm just life. fucking yeah, with you. Um, I suppose one of the, I guess, worst parts of the year were uh, my work schedule. That's been really difficult to maintain and it's been kind of changing uh, eternally. So, yeah. I mean, the 6 a.m.s I've accepted as a strength coach. I know what that's happening, but what I really didn't like was the inconsistency of it, um, especially this year when I was changing jobs, building a whole new client uh, base. And trying to establish consistency, you know, that's what we ask for from our clients and our athletes. So that's what we need to show ourselves. So I've, uh, at least the last seven months since I started land out, I've been there at five 45 every day, um, to start. And then sometimes I have wrestling practice sessions until seven, eight at night. And that, uh, doesn't bode well when I do that on a consistent basis. So yeah, that, that sounds like a high burnout rate. Right. And I, I think to myself, like my average workday this year is probably 12 hours which yeah. is not sustainable no. at all. No. So, um, <laughs> so something I need to work on personally, and I've definitely felt the repercussions of that this year. So like I worked so hard, yay, woohoo, but got figured out at some point. Right. Exactly. If you're not up, if you're not happy every day, what does it matter? Amen. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing to work for event, essentially? Yeah. It's like, am I doing this work so that my life can suck? And then I provide a worse service to everybody that I help yeah. or am I working this hard to get better and then be able to execute at my job? So yeah. Something that I preach in all my athletes' life, you know, balance and consistency that I must that you must take your own advice. Perform in my own life. So so there's <laughs> um, the negative for you. Uh, but right. my life is pretty peachy. One more and on a high note. Right. Favorite movie or TV show that you saw this year? I, I knew that was coming. Um there's a right answer. Well, I know mine. Um, and it's not gonna, I don't think, be what you experienced, but trying to remember if it's all in 2021 or when I specifically watched the series. I think it was in January, February. Um, Demon Slayer has been a key addition <laughs> in my life. Um, I don't know. I loved every second of it. I loved the movie. I loved um kind of the character development and then just getting into a whole new anime. It's an anime TV show for people out there that live under a rock. Um, <laughs> look at Max Holloway's Instagram page. So, all right. Talk favorite, that's the favorite movie or TV show. What about you? Oh, I should have known you'd ask that back to me. I was going to say, you said there's one answer. You have to have one in mind. I didn't have an answer. I just wanted to see what you would say. And then I was going to say wrong. Great. Yeah. Which I'm sure according to do that was wrong. Um, it was. Actually, it was in March because that's when I came out to your house. Yeah, it's true. And you told me you visit that we would and I was watch obsessed it. with it. And, yeah. uh, and then we played Oculus the whole time. Right. Um, let's see. TV show and movie. I really like the movie we watched, but I wouldn't say that was the, the best movie I saw all year. Um, oh, I know what it is. Best. It's okay. Dune. Dune was epic. Dune was. I am extremely excited for the future of that series. It kind of equates in my head to like this year or this generation Star Wars. It's I, I think it's Star Wars mixed with Game of Thrones. It's got the feudal system of oh, Game of sure. Thrones I mean, yeah. with the high profile sci-fi. But also of, like to point out Star this Wars. is all internet research. Austin's not read the Dune books. No, no, I have not. Yeah. This I've this read is at all... least the first one and a half. That's but, cool. That's yeah, fine. So basically we're the same. <laughs> 
Um, no, I, I'm excited about that. That that I think was my favorite. Um, and then TV show. I mean, I've probably watched The Office twice this year. So, yeah, oh, that's such an outdated <laughs> pick. I don't care. Everybody, everybody hates on it. Office is the best. So if I have to think movie, uh, by the way, speaking of movies, this is not my favorite from the year, but this is a really good one. Have you seen the new Spider-Man yet? Dude, don't even talk to me about it. I didn't get tickets. <laughs> drop all the spoilers. We were talking about <sighs> engagement earlier, suggestions for building a fighter. Drop the spoilers. You're awesome. Um, don't do that shit. As far as movies go. Oh, man. What one did I really enjoy? Well, I saw the Demon Slayer movie twice, so I guess that. But um, yeah, kind of drawing a blank on movie of the year. Yeah, I didn't see. I think it's because I didn't go to the theater a whole bunch because COVID. Yeah, I try. I've been trying to go to the theater more. But yeah, as far as movies that left an impact, nah. Yeah, Chang Chi was good too. Chang Chi was good, but it's not. It's not like right, not movie my, of the year. Yeah, my movie of the year. Yeah. Um, the Joker probably wasn't this year. I think that was, uh, that was two years ago or twenty twenty. Yeah. 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 Some maybe movie sucked. Who knows? Yeah, and then I'm sure I'll see a poster like, "Oh fuck, that movie! That was the one. <laughs> that was the best." Yeah, right. So, uh, well, this, so this was our year in review, everybody. Um, please like, share, subscribe. Like I said, there's ratings on Spotify as well now. So if you subscribe to Spotify, please give us a rating. Five point would be preferred. Um, but if you got to hit us up, hit us up at our information in the show notes. That's going to be our emails, our building a fighter joint email, as well as our Instagrams. And as always, we also have our products on the website, like Alex had talked about. So we have all of our different programs available as well as our low back program um, and some individualized coaching. This is Dr. Austin Shane. Alex Friedman. We are out.